A quick disclaimer. As many of you may know, Buddy Complex did not get an English dub. I also put clips from the episode that we're talking about at the beginning to help set the tone or give a brief synopsis of what the episode is about. Lacking that, but wanted to keep up the tradition, I present you high-quality, professionally recorded vocals from myself and Alex. We're completely trapped. Are you kidding me? Maybe we're lucky the fire went out. Without fresh air, we'll eventually run out of oxygen. Really? Hey, what are you doing? Can't you tell? I'm digging my way out. Sorry, but I'm not going to lay down and die here with an enemy. Hey, then let me help too. Two people will get the job done faster. Hurry up and untie me. <laughs> I won't try anything given our situation. Besides, I don't want to die either. Fine. Snicked. Nice. About time. If you do try anything funny... Hey, don't worry. I won't. Digging, digging noises. noises. 46 minutes later. Damn, I keep stabbing these rocks with a stick. Why won't they move? <laughs> Crap, I can hardly breathe. Fainting noise. Hina? Hey, what's wrong? Is it the lack of oxygen? I won't let you die! I definitely won't let you die, Hina! Digging noises intensify. Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam Presents, Sunrises Gilligan's Island. My name is Jeremy. <laughs> I'm the leader of your five-hour tour. I'm Tyler. Uh, my name is Zach. I think before it was It's a Gundam Gaiden. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Also that. I don't remember. We can present a Gaiden. This is the last week we are visiting Sunrise's beautiful vacation spot. So send in your questions for our Gundam Seed wrap-up episode, and we will take them next week. You can send those to Gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com or leave comments on our website, lastpodcast.com, or leave them in our Discord, which you can find at that very website. Looking forward to doing that and getting to Gundam Seed Destiny, but since we're going to put off Destiny as long as humanly possible, <laughs> we might as well do one more of these, right, guys? Yeah. It's also the last one that has uh, Sunrise Island, right? That I'm aware of? Far as I know, because it's not in G Gundam. <laughs> G Gundam is well before. I know it is, but it, it's also made by Sunrise. Yeah, well, all the Gundams are made by Sunrise. What's your point? <laughs> hey, if I could get away with avoiding Gundam Seed Destiny by visiting Sunrise Island through every Sunrise that anime. first episode's so good. I just think about the way it ends sometimes and the way it begins, and they're both perfect. And we get <laughs> and we get Atherin Zala hiding his identity with those big dumb sunglasses, Zach. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember. I was going to say, arguably, the entire Voith MS team, and I think we brought this up, is an island episode. I mean, it's definitely the Proto Island episode, but it works very differently. That is yeah, true. there's a hot spring. <laughs> I think they actually have sex off screen. It's implied. It's been a while since I watched. OAS well, given MS that there's a good, but that time, feels right. There's a time skip at the end of the. Uh, at the end of that series, so I, I'd believe it. Oh, no, they've definitely had sex by the end of that series. I mean, when one of the many, many times they're stranded together. Oh, yeah, entirely possible. You know what show should have an island episode? Build Fighters. <laughs> I mean, there is a 
I haven't seen it yet, but the Build Fighters Try movie is called The Island Wars. So maybe. <laughs> also, Build Fighters Try definitely does end with all the girls just trying to get the main character who is oblivious. So the real answer is don't play hard to get, just don't play the game at all. Yes. Uh, and there's also a love triangle thing because the last episode takes place at an actual modeling competition instead of a model battle fight. And one of the characters has made a Gundam model based on the female lead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's awkward. Yes, yes, it is. It's very good. Um, so we're watching Buddy Complex this week. Yeah, this is the only one of these that I'm the only one who's seen. And uh, before we really get into it, this is also the only one I don't actually own. So I had to borrow it from a friend of mine. So big shout out to him. So we didn't actually have to go track this one down. And I could actually rewatch the series so that I, I remember what was going on since I've only actually seen this one once. I played Super Robot Wars X. I feel like that counts. <laughs> there are just fewer Gundams here. <laughs> there, are f- there are fewer Gundams. Less Girin's Lagan. You know, the entire time I was watching this episode, I was just like, wow, this is just an amalgamation of all the other Island episodes all at once. Except Code Geass. That one's pretty unique, honestly. Like Jeremy said, this is Buddy Complex. It's The, the episode's actually called Stormy Night. Episode 8, Stormy Night. So, Buddy Complex is the story of uh, Alba Watase. It's also the only one of these that isn't available dubbed because reasons that I honestly couldn't tell you. Because it's not very good? Maybe. Uh, it's I'm sorry. It's not terrible. The, the, here, let, let, let me summarize it. It's shaping up to be an extremely boring day for high school student Alba Watase. Until a bright light appears. Okay, you can continue. <laughs> so... An extremely he, boring day. Just he is uh, just hanging Lots. out at school with his friends playing basketball when a... one of Very his, Japanese sport. Yes, very Japanese sport. When a wormhole opens up and he is be, ends up being shot at by a giant robot and is saved by a classmate piloting a similar giant robot. After that is, like, shooting is finished, he ends up sucked into the wormhole with said classmate's robot. And said classmate, she disappears, leaving him at the controls of one of the, like, experimental mecha in the new or in the 70 years in the future that he got dropped in and so now he has to he's piloting that in assistance of them and his new buddy dio that is actually what they are called is you're expecting hina but surprise (laughs) it was me dio Dio. i do think hina says hey dio is waiting for you she does say that rock him on the dais i don't know any dio songs i hope that was right uh holy Holy diver Diver. oh thanks yeah i should have known that one You've been gone too far in the Midnight Sea, Alba. (laughs) (laughs) You can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. Don't you know what I mean? Anyway. So he has been piloting with them for a while with this new buddy coupling Valiancer, which is like this new mobile suit, which uses science to let the two pilots share brainwaves. It's Pacific Rim. Yes, but they're in two different mechs. And they share fields of view specifically also. Which, oh, is one of the, which is one of the reasons why Alba is able to pilot one of these despite having absolutely no experience, no training, no nothing, is because he has all of Dio's training and experience to draw on. That's convenient. Yeah, that's convenient. Dio is also has a wheelchair sister, right? Because yes. this he, is he a sunrise. A, he has a wheelchair sister. He okay. is. A, Wait, he is. He is it's pronounced a nunnally. <laughs> it is a nunnally. He, he is very Sundere. He's like, I do not like you, but you're kind of a cool dude. But I'm not going to admit it. I do not like you, but we can get beers if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And just before this episode, and Hina has been revealed to be an enemy pilot, 
And when he found that out, he immediately tries to make contact with her, Alba does. She has no idea who Dio is, and Dio has no idea who she is. And she has no idea who Alba, Alba is. is. Yeah. But her um, her side thinks she's a traitor because Alba's trying to make contact with her. So it's like, this Confederation pilot is trying to make contact with her. Clearly, she must be a traitor, despite the fact that that guy's clearly an idiot. And so just before this episode, in an attempt to basically clear her name and just kill Alba to prove it, she attacked as he was trying to land after the order to withdraw had already been given. So like they're in the middle of this basically a hurricane or very close to a hurricane and both have crashed on this island and that's basically where we're at at the beginning of this also there's a girl with a crush on alba on their ship yes there's a girl with a crush on alba on their ship oh is that blushing girl yes (laughs) yes that is blushing girl i think she has a name but i'm not sure she probably does i know they i think they all have names but i honestly can't remember the names of anybody but the four main pilots in the series which are alba dio bison and hina and captain tired bright (laughs) he's got a name but i don't know it i love captain tired bright (laughs) i also really like um nataral's sister because she's not quite as hard ass as as nataral and you also like evil mulaflaga and I do like Evil Mulaflaga. <laughs> so this snow is in- built entirely of Gundam seed tropes and it the is. future. Kinda, <laughs> and time yeah. travel. Like, this is a series that I always, I wanted to be better because, like, time travel's a neat idea. The coupling valiancers is actually kind of a neat idea. The animation's pretty good. The animation's pretty good. The characters are, are good. Like I said, I like a bunch of them. So it's like, but then it just kind of ends. And I'm like, you make me sad. Why, why is this not better? All right, so shall we go ahead and get to it then? I think Tyler and I know everything that's going on now, and you definitely didn't leave anything out, or (laughs) you spared no expense in your explanation, I'm sure. They're space Hawkeyes. Sure, let's go with that. And any any questions that happen to arise because of misunderstandings are entirely your own fault and not mine for being poor at actually describing the events going up to this. So we start out with uh, Alba waking up in his cockpit, which is completely shut down. Because and then he tries to crash his touch screen, which I love. And then he kicks open his cockpit and finds that it's pouring rain out. So unfortunately, unlike everybody else who has been to Sunrise Island, it is storming while they are while they are on Sunrise Island. Although I love how he asks, "Did I crash?" Well, how else would you have ended up on the ground, numbnuts? <laughs> Maybe he ejected. I didn't I was, remember. I was going to say, you can tell this is going to be an island episode immediately because the mobile suit is just laying on its back. And, like, that's the only way, the only possible outcome is it's an island episode. So he walks to the uh, the shore, finds out it's an island, and finds Hina's crashed Fortuna, which is her mobile suit. I like that it's, like, hot pink. The one she gets later is rad as hell. And we got to show you a I, picture of that when we rank something yeah, from this. That one is really rad. I think we'll have to rank the Luxon and the Bradyon together because they're basically the same thing. I also, this is going to be a weird thing to say. I feel like this island episode is trying to do the fan service things the other ones did, but it's really bad at because we get a lot of like shots at yeah, like, like Hina's chest and crotch and stuff. But like she's fully clothed she's wearing and she a isn't a skin tight like flight suit, but like it just it feels weirdly for per- it feels like a 15 year old trying really hard to be a pervert. And I've been there, but you're doing a bad job, buddy. Yeah, so we go to the opening as he try as he's proceeding to try and get Hina's cockpit open. So he's in the standard sunrise destroyed city, and then there's some bombs, and then there's a nunnally. This opening is basically just a Gundam Seed opening. It really is. Very there's no similar. nunnally in Gundam Seed, to be fair. Yeah, but like 
Not even in Destiny. The way she, <laughs> the, the way the Nunnally is portrayed in this, it is exact. Like it's just a bunch of the stupid like still motion with like shadow. Yeah, you know, it's very Gundam Seed. Yeah. Uh, so okay, was, th- th- there was Moo. You saw Moo, right? The middle guy in that scene there. That was a Moo. Like I do like the opening, but you're right. It is very um, Gundam Seed. It's not like. very Gundam Seed Destiny, though. They are wearing clothes. Yeah, I, everyone I, is I fully also, clothed. I also like the the song that they have on here, but that might just be because it's upbeat and it really does kind of go into the yeah, so series. Unisonia. What That's the, the name ha- of the song. But what is it? <laughs> that I the, cannot tell you. I have no idea. It's a song. So we get to the um, the Zogilia airship, which is where the Hina and her team are actually based off of. And her team is being refused permission to go looking for her. Instead, they have to go looking for uh, His Excellency Commander O'Dorn, or Dovern, I didn't quite catch his name. Yeah, and Bizon, who is the other axis of this love triangle, is pissed about this, because he has a crush on Hina, because they were childhood friends. Yes. But instead, they have to go search for the dude that was shot down in the previous episode by Alba and Dio, and we get a a line... that I like from uh, Evil Moo is still currying favor with a dead man. Oh, is that Evil Moo? Okay. Yeah, that's Evil that, That's I, Evil Moo. I thought he was not as bad Rao. Well, he's well, kind yeah, of the same That's thing. Evil Moo. <laughs> okay, that's a good point, and, actually. Like, like I said, I, off the mic, I said that I, I like him because he actually is kind of close to Moo as a leader type of character. Like, he actually does care about the people under his command as opposed to Rao, who's just like, I'm going to put Atherin in charge just to see how Izak reacts. I feel like also Atherin was the correct choice, though, to be fair. Like, if you had to put one of them in the lead, like, maybe Diarca can bring something out of him, but... Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, it's Rao, so if you if really do think if Izak had been the correct choice, he would have actually put Izak in charge over Atherin, because Atherin wouldn't have reacted in nearly as an amusing way. That uh, is true, and he is just the Joker. <laughs> And so we skip over to the parallel of the Cygnus, which is the ship they're all on. The it's definitely Confederation not the right base, don't worry. I actually really like the design of the Cygnus, because it is fairly it distinct. It's too swan-like to me, it, if it you is, know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Oh, it is Captain Kurimitsu. There is a subtitle on yeah. his name. And so we get we flash to their side, and he's also saying, no, I can't let you go looking for them. Chronic fatigue, right? And so girl with a crush on him, who is one of many girls. This is this secretly a hero anime, Zach? No, because she's the only one. Her and Hina are really the only ones that have anything for him. The other and characters Dio. there. Yes. <laughs> Dio, Hina, and Alba are definitely a trio by the end. It's pretty much canon. <laughs> at least in Super Robot Wars X. Yeah, but the uh, the other characters like the engineer who I think is named Elvira, but I can't remember her actual name. Um, I think she's actually implied to be with um, the squadron commander. Okay. The the Moo, as, as uh, Tyler pointed out. The guy in green there. Girl with the crush, like, there's a storm, and Captain Tired Bright's like, uh... Yeah, so how are we gonna find them? That's why we can't go looking for them. And, uh, you know, all of our stuff is damaged, we have to fix it, and it's basically a hurricane. We have to protect everybody else. Old hip Murdoch. And so we get some tech, somewhat techno-babble, and he's just like, I'm... We're doing... This is how we're doing it, because I said so. He's a very calm individual and kind of fun character, until he has to be serious. Which is actually one of the reasons why I like him. He's uh, Commander Moo Bright. Well, and then I, he, I always saw him more he's not as, as a chill as Moo. I, I always saw him as a, as a Captain Muru. 
And Natarl's sister over there. <laughs> Natarl's sister over there. She is almost a twin. Like she looks. Her very eyes similar. are a little more anime. Yeah, <laughs> she got those anime eye jeans. Oh, she, she's also not as like uptight and serious as Natarl is. There's a previous episode in which they're doing a uh, a propaganda film for the coupling valiancers, and they're like, we might have to have a couple of our people in swimsuits, and so she's like debating whether or not she's going to have to do that. And that ends up like only an being anime. the doctor. It only it's only the doctor, not her. It, it's a pretty funny episode, just because of the. What but is it, it is. as good as Bikini Escape? No, <laughs> no, it is not as good as Bikini Escape. Oh, purple dude, there is named From. By the way, cool. I do. From. I did remember his name. <laughs> I'm sure, it's not From. <laughs> I, I'm I'm positive it is From. I don't. It, it is very strange. So anyway, we cut to the cave on the island where Alba is like, oh, good, you're awake. And she's like, oh, my God, did you do anything to me? And he's like, I didn't even take your clothes off, lady. Have you seen any of these? I'm not Tusk <laughs> at all. I wasn't even being creepy and describing how I wasn't being creepy. I'm she's not even like, like Lelouch. <laughs> she wakes up, jumps away from him immediately as he's just like, hey, wait a minute. Hang on. I'm not Tusk. I'm not Lelouch. Like, I haven't had you. I what haven't stripped you haven't do? had he no, just told a gun, person I, at gunpoint I was thinking of Suzaku who okay. did like stumble on Khalid and like take her prisoner naked he did make her put clothes on it and um <laughs> well Lelouch did uh, Lelouch's sister Euphemia actually did borrow his cape so I mean but that she was, was her naked choice, for a while to be fair Lelouch did not do any of that yeah but he but like she was naked for a while so yeah she seems cool with it she was naked with her brother there's definitely some incest over undertones there, but don't worry about it. They're not. They're not like, with, they're not like really with Euphemia and sister. I never really right? got that feeling with Euphemia and Lelouch. Yeah, me She was always more into Suzaku. That's true. It was more a matter of like, oh my god, I can't believe you're actually still alive. And Lelouch but they definitely talk about how they were always fantasized about getting married when they were kids. Well, yeah, but like yeah, Tyler but it's said, it's a very big, thing. sprawling family where they're probably half-brother, half-sister, and it's no, again, it's a childhood Lelouch thing. is in love with the concept of protecting Nunnally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That and, is his only um, true love. Well, and uh, Shirley. Yeah. I feel like he's got something with Colin if it's just unresolved sexual attention by the end of that. <laughs> it, that's mostly on Colin's side, but I I got the feeling from that and C2. Yeah. And he's, he, so Alba is explaining what's going on. Like, he got her out of the cockpit because it was sinking, and then she jumps yeah. him. And then Hina and uses tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Hina uses tackle. I feel like it's more takedown. She got recoil damage from that. No, she didn't. <laughs> he, he literally did nothing. Anyway, so she's like, I got to take your prisoner. She goes out to her mech, and she's like, well, crap. To prove, you, to prove her innocence. And there's always water in the cockpit. <laughs> and her survival pack was washed away, of course. She pulled and then it just flashes over to um, Alba, who's standing on the shore with his hands tied. And unlike Tusk, he can't just Superman his way out of this. <laughs> no, because he's a, he, he is literally a high school student. Who was a basketball player? Although he does have some great expressions during this. He just looks so exasperated. <laughs> sure. This is how I imagine this going. I'm not into bondage. <laughs> <laughs> so then Hina pops over to his mech, and she's like, "Well, it's not working. That touch screen doesn't work." And again, another great expression out of <laughs> Alba is he's like, "It's not working. I already told you that." Yeah, and also her flight suit is so skin type. We see her belly button. <laughs> so I don't know why. I mean, it's way we shouldn't be complaining. We just did cross ange, but I, I'm yeah. perplexed. I think it's it's more of because it's it's out of place. It's really out of place here with that. <laughs> and so he's Alba. Are you really lacking in such a sense of gratitude or 
Like, what am I going to have to do here? You know, I think the reason that it's so weird is that neither of the characters acknowledge it in any way, as opposed to, like, a lot of things that have fan service. At least one character reacts to it somehow. And, like, it's just the shots. I, this is her normal outfit. It's not like she's in something weird. Well, it's just weird frames, and though. And I, I think the other thing is it's more a matter of it feels very meta. It, yeah, meta, it's for it's us. Trying, it's not for Alba. Yeah, it, it's meta trying to make it fan service because even later on when, like, in the episode where they strip down and she's got a tank top on, it's still not like fan service-y on Alba's part. Yeah, Alba like, doesn't it's just not acknowledge at all. So oh yeah, why... she is going to get sweaty later, and you're right. He's not like, ooh, you're cute or anything. He's all business. He almost doesn't seem to have a sex drive, which I guess is good for him compared to our other characters. Well, I mean, he's more balanced, I guess. <laughs> so they are sitting just like Kigali and Atherin across a fire with a gun between them. He's being a Kigali. She's being an Atherin. And like, so he's saying, I, I'm surprised this is how this is going. And she yells, basically calls him a terrible soldier. And he protests he's not a soldier. And he's not really a soldier. He was a high school student who played some sweet basketball. Yeah, we now get a flashback. And he's like, yeah, I was just a high school student. And then you saved me from a giant robot. And we're like, to the future. You're going to have a great time listening to Holy Diver. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some other songs Dio did. And so like, he explains remember. the whole situation. And Hina, as most as you would in a situation like this, doesn't believe him. And it's like, man, they must have no one over there. Like, are you just one ship? Is your entire army one ship? He can't believe that she doesn't remember. And honestly, it makes a certain amount of sense because he, I think it's also kind of implied up to this point. He believes that she was also from, like, yeah. actually from his time period. It's pretty quick. It's pretty clear because he's like, don't you remember? And she's like, no, and stop using my name. Also, how do you know my name? <laughs> Yeah, and so he explains she was his classmate, what her name is, or what he understands it. I don't know any of these other songs by Dio. <laughs> <laughs> I have an entire uh, of his like greatest hits on my iPod. I was listening to one that was a cover of Holy Diver I didn't care for on my way home today. Kill Switch Engage? Yep. Yep. It's okay. So anyway, she's like, hey, I'm not Hina. I went to military school. Here's my background in case you needed it. I mean, to be fair, it does make sense. It's not like they got anything else to do. And he keeps saying, you are my classmate. This is what you are. And she's like, no, this is who I, I'm not that. This is, I'm this other person. I was in a military school from the age of 10 until I graduated. And Alba was like, I spent, I busted my ass trying to find you. And she's like, you know what? Screw the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> it needs another bullet wound. I think that's two. <laughs> yeah, because I think only, um, I think I, only Atherin. Kigali and Atherin yeah. shot. The, really well, actually, they shot, but I don't think they shot into the ceiling. To be fair, they Ange did make that grenade. Um, yeah, and she what, did cook a grenade. Are we also counting the whole like Lelouch destroying the ceiling of that other? I cave? think that's a different cave. That I is think a it's different a different cave, cave but because this one's on the shore, the, the that one was on the center of this. Maybe of the this island. cave take took so many bullet wounds it turned into the other cave. It just like eroded over time. I mean, this is definitely the last series that takes place on this island. At least or for maybe now. Cross Anges, actually. Yeah, that seems no, more. But Cross Anges in oh, a different you, universe. So. Oh, you mean like actually? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out the timeline, timeline of this island. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gundam Seed is first. Uh, I think I think Cross Anges is probably the last one because even it is a different maybe dimension. Code Geass but is first. Actually. Yeah, because it's, they're not in space yet in Code Geass. It's yeah. also in the few in the far flung. Well, they're not in space in this one either. They actually go to space here. Like at the very That's end true. of the series, uh, yes. they go to space. So, so clearly, it's, it's probably Kogios, yeah, then this. then this one, okay. then Gundam Seed, and then Cross Anges in the far future. Also, the Cross Anges is just a simulation of that island. Spoilers. <laughs> kinda. They're they're kind of both 
like realities. So Crossing is weird. It's like Star Ocean, where you're actually a video game character, and then you break out of the game, and not, everyone is like, "Oops, not quite, not quite, but close." They are both distinct real realities, and so she just tells him, "You're going. They're going to interrogate you, and what? that's it." So Dio's moping back on the base, and is this from? This is from, yeah. He's just like, hey, what you doing? He's like, well, it's not raining anymore. It's like, that is not an answer to my question. The captain said you got three hours, by the way. Yeah, he, <laughs> say, this is, that, that is not an answer. Dio responds with, we can't afford to lose the Luxon, which is the mobile suit that I was piloting. And then Fromm's like, the captain says you got three hours. Which I love. Thank you, Tired Bright. <laughs> I know he said his real name, but I've already forgotten it. Me too. I used them in Super Robot Wars X. You don't have a choice. Yeah, because they only have like three battleships in that one. Elvira is the name of the doctor who slash engineer who built the coupling balancers that they're using. Is she a doctor or is she like a professor? She's an engineer. So she's like a doctor in the... Okay, so she's a doctor of engineer. Yeah. So then we get back to the Zogillian guys looking for the commander guy that they're supposed to be looking for that they know is dead. And so the other guy is saying, you know, it's impossible to find anything. And like the, the DR is like, it's impossible to find anything in the nickels. Like, hey, they they've known each other since they were little. He's, yeah, but the for- all the Fortuna did was crash. They didn't shoot it down. I'm sure she's fine. I'm being very sundary about being sure she's fine. It's comforting. Shut up. Then we cut to the island where there's a mech slide. Yeah, well, not quite yet. There, it's foreshadowed that there's a mech slide. Well, it's basically like it shows there, and then it goes into it. Then Elbo is like, you know, I really wanted to get to know Hina, especially after she saved my life. Yeah, well, it's not even like, he's just pointing, he's giving his backstory on who the person that he thought Hina was is, and just saying like, you know, I never talked to her, she just was part of my class, I'd planned on talking to her about all kinds of things about, like, why she saved me, how do I get back, when I found her again, and I finally thought you were her, and you're not, and I'm back to square one. And where is she? In the past, obviously. Spoilers, she doesn't exist yet in this timeline. Wait, that Hina? Or Hina, period? That's the same person. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. This, this is a uh, causality paradox. Yeah, she exists. She's right there. She just isn't the person that he knows yet. Uh, this... Uh, it, it gets it, odd at the end. It, it's uh, The ending is a causality paradox, or a grandfather paradox. Anyway, she senses the approach of dinosaurs, and it turns out it's actually a mech. It's the Luxon. That is what this one is called. And finally, there's a cave-in on this cave. And then we get the eye catch, which is pretty mediocre. Jump! Jump! Jump on the tiger! You can feel his heart, but you know he's mean! Some light can never be seen! Holy diver! Oh, sorry, everyone. You just got me in the middle of singing my favorite JoJo's Bizarre Adventure theme song. I'll try to keep this one short and sweet because it is the last of It's a Gundam. Gaiden presents Sunrise's Gilligan's Island. If you have any more questions that you haven't already submitted to us, either through our Discord or at our email at gundam at lastpodcast.com, now is the time to do so because at the time that this episode goes up, we are answering all those questions and doing a recap episode in like three days. So you don't quite have a full week to get that in. Also, we're those guys now, so I have to plug my Patreon. 
So we have Patreon over at patreon.com slash lastpodcasts, where if you donate to us, we're going to start putting up bonus episodes fairly shortly here. And if we reach certain limits, then we'll start doing silly things. And some of the bonus episodes, honestly, we're probably just going to toss up for everyone to listen to because some of them are really goofy. I think that's everything. So I'm going to let you get back to it. Nice coupling. Somehow the rocks put out their fire, even though they didn't get well, anywhere close to them. That makes sense. because it's enough air moving through yeah, there yeah. and it wasn't exactly a big fire. And so Hina gets out a flashlight and they find out that, oh no, the mudslide has blocked the entrance. This is the most dangerous this cave has actually and been. And Hina points out that the fire going out was a good thing because now they don't have air circulating. So apparently there was a shovel in the that, Well, that actually makes kit. sense in the survival kit being a uh, small a shovel. Thing. Like a soldier's bag often has a collapsible shovel. And then she starts digging at the base of the cave-in, like the absolute worst place. And he's like, hey, this is man's work. You better untie me so I can man this. (laughs) And she's like, come on, you have a gun. I'm not a creep. I mean, hell, I even had you unconscious and didn't do anything. I didn't describe what I didn't do. (laughs) 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 So anyway, she lets him go, and he's like... He's very relieved. It's like, great, I got a stick. I'm going to help. And she threatens him with the gun, and he's like, I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not stupid. So he pulls he out and a large a, stick. Which, like, I think he just has the feet for find improvised tool or something. <laughs> and he starts also digging at the bottom of the cave-in. Because that's where that's going to be the most effective. And somehow the stick doesn't snap immediately. So I, then we cut to them with their, sh- not their shirts off, but their piloting gear Like their off. over shirts off? Yeah, the, the, the piloting suit is, like... Around their waists because it's hot and they're doing rock work. I do kind of like them. It's not. It's not quite a montage, but it is kind of just it showing them passing. at work and time passing. It's like Alba starts complaining about how it. No matter how much they dig, stuff compl- stuff just collapses from the top. Which maybe jackass, you should have been digging from the top of the cave in at the first place. No, they don't teach fine. that in basketball school. Yes, <laughs> and we get a we we get a like a line of just him being a former basketball endurance. player. Look at that endurance. Again, it's it's just it's not even like made a big deal really, but Hina's also got her just her tank top now. It's mostly that they just keep doing a lot of cleavage shots. Yeah, a lot of real big like cleavage shots, and she's very sweaty and it's very detailed. Well, it is on Alba too, so that that had never true. really occurred to me. But so like Hina points out the, the landslide came from above. You know, where landslides usually yeah, come from. they've been from. working for like 40 minutes or something, and it just now occurred to them. Which also raises the question, if they keep having dirt come down, where is all the dirt they're digging out? Because if you're moving dirt, it does have to go someplace. It's no. going in their inventory. It's Minecraft. Uh, he's got okay. the shovel. He's got a stick. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. So oh, there's... he should just punch the stick, and then he can make his own shovel. It'll be yeah, a no. wooden shovel. So the, uh, the Zogillians find a fraction of the... Mobile suit that the commander guy was piloting. And so our other dudes, Bizon, and then the Diarca and the Nickel are like, all right, we're going <laughs> to go ahead and fuck off and go look for our person now because this guy's already, clearly this guy's dead. And Evil Move is like, yeah, he's dead. We're going to go do our own thing now. So we, we found his death. He's confirmed. We're going to go do our own thing. Find our what person. You get for compartmentalizing military uh, authority. <laughs> I can't remember what her title is. It's like adjutant or something like that. Like she's kind of a political officer. Lorne? Huh? Uh, never mind. It's Malazan. And we find out it's Adjunct. been almost three hours since uh, Dio and Fromm have left as they are now searching. 
And they're like, yeah, maybe tides. I don't know. Tides seem like they might be bad. It, tides often come up in these Dio has his, has a standard thing, you know, if you're alive, send a distress signal already. It's better than, hey, Ange, are you dead? <laughs> <laughs> then we come back to Alba, and he's just stabbing the wall, which is While great. While Hina is panting on top of the shovel. Yeah, so she keeps having to take more rest, and I like feel like he should take the shovel because he's working more, and it's the more effective tool. Like, as long as she's not doing anything. Anyway, he's like, man, the air is running thin, and he looks over, and Hina's passed out. Yeah, don't love that either. You know, how girls just pass out first when there's no air? Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> Famous for it. You know what's funny? I'm pretty sure guys actually consume more oxygen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Usually, especially if they're bigger. Although he's a pretty waifish guy, to be fair. That well, he's got all those basketball muscles. Anyway, he he screams with determination and uses up the last of his oxygen, getting the shovel and doing the standard anime thing. I won't let you die. And this is which... somehow rouses her out of being out of air, which gives you strength. <laughs> like that. That's one of those rules. In well, anime. now she's all hallucinating. Uh, claim your motivation. Somebody and die. Get more power. Exactly. Yeah. Exploding shovel burst. And apparently they're now completely underwater because he finally gets through and the cave promptly. Floods. Hey, you know what time it's for? Splash time. Holy diver! We've <laughs> <laughs> gone too long in the midnight sea. Uh, so anyway, he, he is drowning in the midnight sea, and like, ah, oh, I'm gonna die now. That sucks. But I was like, no, it's okay. I learned to swim in basketball school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, swimming is like kind of just a normal skill in modern life, at least. Yeah, that is like I feel like most of an urban population, maybe not most, some of an urban population knows how to swim, right? Although, okay, so I hadn't noticed this before. When he pops up out of the water with Hina, before he does it, there are these large swells, and then when he pops up out from under the water, all the swells immediately calm. That's because he's actually Percy Jackson, the son of Poseidon. Spoilers. It's like, anyway, we should get to land, because I should probably CPR you. I don't know. It seems like you weren't drowning somehow. You were out of air, and then were underwater, but... Well, that's why she can't move after they get back onto land. So he's, you know, are you okay? You're not hurt anywhere? Looks like it's going to suck. The cave is underwater. The pack's gone. Um, we got nothing. So I guess we're going to have to hang out. Here on the shore, despite the fact that you are right next to probably what was pro- going to be high tide. And there's also a mech right there. But just at the moment, the mech, mech turns, turns on. back on. And then it pulls up a gun and shoots the dragon. <laughs> Wrong series. And then it is like, hey, Alba, respond. It's like, hey, Dio. We found you. Awesome. Cool. And then Crush Girl blushes. They found Alba. Yes. We did it. And Crush Girl gets moral support from her pigtail friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we get some lines from uh We get some the techno babble about the uh what the coupling system can do. And Elvira being a bit of a troll and saying that it's love. That's how that that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the principle behind this? And she's like, it's a love, and the captain's like, that's good. <laughs> and Crush Girl is like, What? That's really how it works? <laughs> it's like, no, they're kidding. And it's been longer than three hours. We know that now. Yeah, Natarl's like, I'm sorry, Natarl's sister's like, I'll have a good w- or a stern word with them. Of course, the captain's like, yeah, we did find him, though, so Mission go easy on him. Go easy on him. It'll be fine. That's yeah. the voice of Muru. 
The deal's like, hey, what's your status? Uh, what about the enemy? And he's like, oh, uh, tunnel, real bad, very, uh, very large weapons leak, very dangerous. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> and then he shoots his control panel with his hands. Yeah, so he's like, the signal just suddenly cut off. He went through a tunnel. He went th- went through a tunnel, and gets uh, Hina to contact Zogilia so that somebody can come by and pick her up. Because again, he's not a soldier. He doesn't think like a soldier, even more so than uh, Kira does. Because like. This is somebody who's actively fighting against him for quite a while. Yeah, but she's also a hot chick, Zach. That is true. That also, is it's a hot trick he's been into, kind of. And that she, he knows is into him. Kind of. All he thinks is. So they go flying up with, after uh, Hina. And now the sun is coming up, because of course it is. It's Sunrise Island. Then they have a fishing montage. And so she has to ask him why she, why he had her contact with Gilead. And he's like, because otherwise you'd be a prisoner of war. And that would suck. Yeah, I mean, I could see you all the time, but you'd be in, like, a weird prison jumpsuit. Doesn't sound good. I, I, she calls him a failure of a soldier, and he promptly he happily responded. agrees. Yeah, agreed. I, I actually really like that little thing there, because it does encompass his character. He's like, okay, well, my friends are here. You better hide. Oh, and by the way, here, have this bootstrap pin. Oh, yeah, you were wearing this pin when you, like, rescued me, so you should have it, right? It's like a hairpin of a cat. Is it a cat? I didn't it actually a pay a lot of attention. It's, it's a purple. Cat. It's a, it's like a pink, purple, lavender cat. Mmm, lavender cat. That's my favorite tea. So she protested that she's not that Hina, and he's like, yeah, but I want you to have it anyway. Here you go. Now you now are. go hide somewhere. And I, like I said, I referred that to that as the bootstrap pin because he gave it to her, but she had it in the cockpit. So like when she goes back in time... She has the pin. Yeah, because he so gave it, it to was because n- he gave it to her. It was never actually created. So his buddies show up to pick him up, and he's all confident and cocky. He's like, "Thanks for coming and getting me." And Dio's real annoyed with him cutting out the co- the communications. And he's like, "Well, it just happens sometimes when you go through a tunnel." <laughs> yeah. Ephraim's like, eh, whatever, and then walks over and picks up his mech without letting him get into it. Well, it's it's a Dio. Like, because Fromm is making fun of him about, you know, being in no position to talk and what Dio did. Then Dio's like, well, we're just leaving. Like, hey, 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 give me a second to get on board the damn thing. And then they take off, and Hina watches them fly into the distance. And just right that moment, her guys show up. Conveniently timed. It's like, they I think they were waiting outside of the range, just waiting their turn to, to dramatically rescue their comrade. Sunrise Island actually has a really weird magnetosphere. Well, it was like, there are characters in the mission area. Please wait. <laughs> you know, and then we get to the, the ending. This one is also kind of unique among the other ones. I don't, I can't think of any like actual poor instances of animation. It's all pretty strong and pretty solid and on model, at least. Yeah, no, the animation in the show is actually pretty good. It's just um, one of those things that I, it occurred to me that we never mentioned anything about it. And it's like, yeah, that's it's all really solid, as yeah. opposed to some of the other ones where it's like, they're clearly saving I, space here. I will say it's nothing special, but also it's never bad. As yeah. like Gundam Seed has a lot of bad frames. <laughs> all right, so it's time for high points and low points. Tyler, what's your high point? I think it's having Frome deliver the captain's message because he clearly knew that Dio was going to go out anyway. Um, just th- that whole setup, pretty good. Zach? It's a little bit of up and down. I think my personal high point is probably just Alba more or less thinking out loud to himself about who the Hina was that he that dragged him here. 
like what what's going on with that because it is very um it is very a character moment. I'm kind of having trouble coming up with one. We've watched four of these now, and this one seemed like the most generic to me. We were kind of making fun of it as it went along, and part of it is that it's just the fourth one we've watched, so we're very familiar with them. But now. also, it feels like Jis and Amalgate. Like it feels actually really a lot like Cross Angus episode it, somehow. It kind like, of feels like it was included for the sake of including it more than anything. I, given the way that's set up. You do need Dio and Hina to have that moment because you need to have the reason as to why Hina goes ends up back in time to help him. But at the same time, you're right. It does feel very generic compared to the other ones. So I guess my high point is Hina just immediately taking control of the situation. <laughs> that is a, that is pretty good. Low point, Tyler. You know, it's it's a pretty average... Like, there aren't a whole lot of highs or lows. I would actually say Hina's miraculous ability to survive hypoxia and then near drowning with no adverse side effects. Personally, my problem with the, uh, my low point is probably the fact that you have the landslide and they both uh, start digging at the base of a landslide. Just stupid teenage decisions. Yeah, it's like that is not how that works and you both are portrayed to be smarter than this. Mine's a little close to Tyler's, but I find it really lame that Hina just passes right out while Abba is fine and can keep digging. Maybe she just gave up hope. Maybe she's just like, it doesn't matter anymore. I give up. But we didn't get any internal monologue from her. And also, like that scene's fine if they're digging together and water comes out. That doesn't really change the drama of the situation. I guess she doesn't see him trying to rescue her as hard, but he can still rescue her from drowning. Yeah, I was going to say, he can still do the save her from drowning thing. Yeah, so. it, it does kind of take away from the earlier part where she just, like you said, can, takes complete control of the situation right off the bat. But I honestly think they should have just had him digging from the top from the beginning and you kind of avoid that problem in the first place. She expended all of her oxygen because she started digging first. It makes so much sense. That's that how that works. not how right? that works. That's how that works. <laughs> you have an oxometer and any action lowers it. All right, are we going to put the Luxon on our list? It is the Luxon, right? The, his is the Luxon, yeah. Yeah, can, can I see yeah. a better picture of it? Because it didn't really show up in this episode. This, the Luxon and the Bradyon are actually pretty similar to each other. All right, so while I do kind of like the connective attack thing, I feel like the designs are pretty basic. Like, throughout the series, there's one mech later that I actually do like, but most of them are very generic, and the Luxon is maybe the biggest embodiment of that. Yeah, I mean, I do like what it looks like when it goes into the connective mode, but from a base standpoint, it's kind of generic and kind of boring. I was actually saying while we were watching the episode, I'm like, these mechs all look cool, but also they're all very forgettable immediately, and I don't know how that works. So I think we should start with the strike, like just the bit naked strike, because I don't think I like it even as much as that. There's not as much color, and they're both very basic, but the strike has that extra color, and that Gundam Samurai helmet is always going to be a distinctive look. Yeah, on the other hand, the Luxon's got like some weird angular shoulder stuff going on I think, that the strike doesn't have yet. I think I like it more than the naked strike, especially because that the idea of the coupling system on board the thing does give it some cool ideas. That's part of it is the transformation like sequence it goes through when it uses that. I actually so. just... I like just the straight-up design of the Luxon slightly better. So. so right above the strike, we have the duel, and like which is another just generic Gundam. Yeah, it is the Gundam. And, like, for the same reasons I think I like the strike more, I think I like the duel more. But I have a feeling you guys will say similar things as well, so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm probably going to put it above the duel, but yeah. it may not go past that. 
What's what's yeah. above the duel? Right above the duel is the din, which I actually also think is fairly comparable because they both have those wings that I think are actually kind of similar designs. The din like, is like the uh, Dom substitute. Yeah, right? it's like the air Zaf mobile suit. Gotcha. It's got those big wings. And I like the din quite a bit, and I also think I like it more. It's mostly a color scheme thing, though, to be honest. I like the purple on the din a lot more than I like just the white and blue. Yeah, the Luxon, the Luxon. Is, is very white. with the. It's white with blue trim, so it's... Yeah, I actually prefer Hina's suit with the, like, fuchsia stuff. The Fortuna, the one that we saw here, or the other one that we showed you? The Fortuna. Uh, no, the other one, I want to just put that at the top of the list right now. Can we do that? <laughs> I that don't like it as much as the Freedom. <laughs> it's very good. It's pretty good. I don't good. like it as much as the Vilcus either. <laughs> I might like it more than the Justice. I, I do like that one. but Also, again, it doesn't get to do anything. The Vilcus is definitely my my personal favorite. But yeah, Jeremy's right. It doesn't really get to do a whole lot. Um, so I, I think I actually agree with Jeremy on this one. I like the Din, but I also just have a weird fondness of that series no, of mobile I, suit. I like the Din idea. And like, while... This is just another kind of generic mobile suit. I liked it more than the two that we put it above, but without the coupling system, which is really its main claim to fame, honestly, I think the Bradeon looks better because I think the color scheme on it is yeah, better. I would agree with you. But that's not the one we're ranking. We're ranking protagonists, guys. To be fair, uh, the Bradeon's pilot, Dio, is also kind of the protagonist, so... He's got a Nunnally. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Nunnally. You thought the... <laughs> You thought your deuteragonist was Hina, but surprise, it was me, Dio. It kind, it, it's I kind knew of I'd work it in there somehow. It's kind of all three of them. but Yeah, like I said, by the end, they're a trio. The Triturogonist. And like, aw, I want to be with you guys. <laughs> like, no, you can't be, you're too much of a dick. No, future, you tried to murder us, but I specifically tried not to be future me. That's another time paradox, because we didn't have enough of them. <laughs> no, no, there's no... um. Is that only in Super Robot Wars X that Bizon's like, ah, I don't want to be that asshole? Uh, yeah, because they like he gets knocked back in time. Oh, okay. Did they explain like, how that's specifically they save Hina from doing that, but they don't save him. Did they explain how time travel works? And they this? explain no. how they discover it. Okay, which is that they find out that you know they have the buddy system that transmits data. It yeah. turns out the only way for it to go as quickly as it does with zero latency is they they're actually sending the data slightly back in time. Oh, that's cool. So they just buddy real hard. Yes, they they trio buddy, and that creates time travel. Yeah, there's something else going on. Like Hina is mind controlled and being forced to do buddy comp to do the buddy system with Bizon because he's a jackass. To save her from that, they buddy real hard and it creates the time warp. <laughs> Thank you for this episode title, Zach. <laughs> buddy real hard. And so they, they prevent her from going back in time, creating the grandfather paradox of how exactly is Alba still around because somebody had to have brought him to the future. And Multiverse yeah, theory. It's Yeah, that's basically what it's got to be. But yeah, time paradox, the, the TV show. I mean, it's fine. The The time travel rules of Doctor Who, a show that is about time travel, kind of, arguably. Like, um, the time travel in Doctor Who is at window dressing. Yeah, it's, exactly. We want to hang out with Charles Dickens this week. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'm, this one, compared to the other series that we've watched, I think Buddy Complex is the weakest of the lot. I don't think it's bad. I mean, like I said, I was upset that it wasn't what I wanted it to be because it's not as good as I had hoped it would be. And it, I don't think it got as much out of its concept. So I, I definitely would put it at the bottom of the list of the four that we're looking at. But I do think it's worth checking out if you can get if you can look at it. But unfortunately, it's not really available anywhere unless you want to pay like 50, 60 bucks, however many of the series runs. Is it not on Funimation's it. website? 
Uh, I think only the first two episodes were available, which is why that's why I had to borrow this from my buddy Devin is because of the fact that they didn't have the full series on on Funimation. So I have to ask: Does uh, Destiny make a return to Sunrise Island? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they meet up in a city because it's very Zeta Gundam. They unfortunately realized halfway through Destiny that they took most of the good ideas from Zeta Gundam and put them in Seed already, <laughs> and they just kind of do Seed again. But I'm pretty sure they're just hanging out in Germany. I don't That's remember kind of there being an island episode. So there's definitely an island pair. But <laughs> I probably might, or I'm, if there is, I blocked it out because I think I blocked out most of Sea Destiny. There are a few things that stuck in my mind. I like Lunamaria. Mir's kind of a cool idea, but Mir is the best character on that show. She's also the only one that gets an arc. Yes, which is a shame because, like I said, I like Lunamaria quite a bit. Uh, anyway, I I think I agree with Zach. Like I I kind of want to watch Crossange just based on that one episode. Um, Code Geass is fantastic. Gundam Seed is very solid. I don't think I have any interest in watching Buddy Complex, despite the fact that it's got cool time travel stuff. All the right. problem is it doesn't use the cool time travel yeah. stuff for anything. I don't know that we're going to get a thought more final than that. So again, if you have any questions for our Gundam Seed wrap-up episode, that is coming out next week. Send those to us. Our website, lastpodcast.com, is the best way to leave those. Just put a comment, and we will be happy to answer any questions you might have. Okay, yeah. We will see you next week for our wrap-up episode. And then, run from it. It comes all the same. We'll start getting them to Destiny. No! Bye. This has been a Last Podcast production, copyright 2019.